The lights and the aurora were out again. Sahasho didn't really care, though. He'd been having such an exciting time. There had been lights for days, after all, to say nothing of his brief friendship with those four. And then the mean lady! The mean lady had been very exciting. He'd half expected her to kill him. It was so very tense. He had all sorts of things to roll over in his head again and again now that it was quiet again. And dark. And lonely. There was a distant sound, though. He wasn't sure he hadn't imagined it. As a matter of fact, he was almost certain he had imagined it. Three visits in just a couple weeks. It would be unimaginable after seven years of solitude. But perhaps it was his rat friend. No, not that one. The other one. Maybe the big one? Who could say? Hello, Mr. Rat? There was another sound, something hard on the metal floor. Still distant, but closer. Probably real. How very exciting. Is that you, Mr. Rat? Zahasho asked, unable to contain his excitement. I have so much to tell you. There were people who turned the ship back on and they pretended to work for the master, but they lied, and then there was this horrible lady and her friend, and also one of those androids, and everyone keeps coming here, and they all know about the master, and maybe that means he's going to come back soon, and... Is someone else in here? Zahasho's air-based heart equivalent jumped. That was not the voice of Mr. Rat, nor the voice of the other rat friend nor any of the other visitors. Truly, no one in all the material plane could hope to have so much luck. This was someone new. This is Pot Against the Machine. Pot Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast that gives you extra blobby slaps every time you huff, huff, and pass. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Can we did legal okay <laughs> that description? Can we yep. can we say that we're the only podcast that does that? Um, I'm confident that we are the only podcast that gives you extra blobby slaps ever. Um, yep. Nice. Fair. Just in general. If you are a podcast that gives blobby slaps, please feel free to write us at Sam at notagainstthemachine.com. Also, hit us up so we can form a blobby slap network. Blobby slap ring. <laughs> blobby slap Hello. Blobby ring. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Last week on the program, our party... Um, they were still exploring the dusklight. They used a rope and climbed down to the next floor in the dusklight where they found medical supplies and nothing really of value. Um, they explored several rooms and found muddy cave-ins, and they found a trap that they disarmed without hurting themselves with it. And then they descended further to the fully submerged level of the dusklight worked their way through a couple rooms there until they found a room filled with blobs that had silver skeletons and weird shimmery force fields. Uh, underwater combat being 
super, super exciting and high octane, they uh, slowly hacked away at these things that were barely able to hurt them until eventually they um, killed the one. And then the second one, Kira destroyed its force field, which seemed to cause it to evaporate into the surrounding water, releasing poisonous mist that um, damaged her health just a little bit. After that, the party opened up a big loading bay door to find what looked like a kind of set of stables at the back of the craft, one of which holds a hatch that appears to lead further down, and another one had a closed door which, upon opening, revealed a small thing that looks like a Numerian ship, but in better shape than Numerian ships tend to be in Numeria. That's where we are now. What knowledge check can we roll on this beautiful thing? Uh, that would be a knowledge engineering. Yeah, only an 18. A 34. So it looks like what you're looking at is some kind of escape pod. Like, probably the larger ship had this ability to launch these smaller ships out in the case of emergencies, and the other bays appear to be ships that were already launched. But this looks like a usable ship, but propulsion-wise, it doesn't look like the type of thing that can actually fly into space or really travel vertically at all. It's basically designed to shoot out of the ship and safely land somewhere. So examining the various mechanisms and rockets underneath, you think that this is basically a jet-propelled floating vehicle that if you can get it out of here, you could probably use it to get around like like a horse-drawn wagon, except a little spaceship. Oh, sweet. (laughs) Yes. I I slap all the batteries on it and go. (laughs) Well, that's the problem. It it looks like you're going to have to find a way to, like, release the sort of emergency launch hatch at the back of the thing to get this thing out of here. Do we want to look at the other hatch first? Yeah. Maybe see how it works? Chances are that dot was not this really cool, like, chip. Inviting us to come. But that might be. I can't wait to ride her out in this. The ship was just like, come get me. <laughs> no, I think, honestly, that's that might be exactly what it was. Yeah, like a distress beacon on the ship. My guess, which I'm still waiting on that sky metal confirmation, was that this was, you know, Hellion trying to track down the ship that he came out of, maybe. Uh, like, And one of the escape pods had divinity in it and he was trying to figure out where I don't know for all we know this escape pod is alive and or it has an AI in it and uh, that'd be pretty cool could be a god just like how pod god dear dear buddy it could be Jason the pod god does it have a voice like velvet wrapped thunder (laughs) he's finally appeared (laughs) Hellion's <laughs> uh, brother Peloton and we power the ship by pedaling it how are we doing on air time how long have we been exploring uh, if it's been more than nine minutes Bricks and I can pass the bottle to you guys too 
because it's only a move action to pass and a standard to use and it's like 20 rounds actually that's even for me it's like 20 rounds of just walking before you run out of air you guys with your higher con will be even more yeah I think you're still you're still under 9 minutes but it is getting close at this point as long as we don't get into another combat we're fine just spreading the bottle around what does old Hatch Adams look like this looks like a floor-based hatch that has, like, two circles in it with handles in them that you have to you know, turn and release them. It looks like it might actually be watertight. And in Androffin, the sign under it uh, says maintenance, effectively. So how do we feel about flooding the maintenance room? Well, I, I could dimension Doris inside. Would you also bring the water? No. Great. Is everybody cool with being dimension doored inside so we don't let the water in? Inside... Underneath us? Inside the ship? This hatch. This maintenance hatch. Sure. Alright. Well, it's not just like a shaft for the ships to be shot out of. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're about <laughs> to find out. Thankfully, I do make it. Because even though I roll a four off the die... Um, this only requires a 15 plus the spell level. This is a level four spell. So we DD inside. By the skin of your teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, is that, yeah, you hit it exactly right. Yep. It's a Christmas tree. It is a Christmas tree. <laughs> That's look like a Christmas tree. It's even got, like, ornaments. Beautiful. <laughs> so as you, um, disappear in a puff of purple smoke and reappear you're in a narrow five foot wide shaft um so this was a pretty uh close thing you basically just had to go straight down to get into it you have another disorienting feeling of like this isn't supposed to be oriented this way this is like it's hanging but it's flat but it's weird and gravity is kind of compensating for the position that this thing is in but the room below is filled with a light that flashes red every six seconds as you look at it. Uh, several daises uh, studded with panels are affixed to the uh, walls in this room and a series of klaxons. These red fellas appear to be hooked to something that is making them flash in red. Now, milling about amongst these, this room is also not filled with water. In case you were wondering. That would have been a waste of that spell. <laughs> I was kind of worried. <laughs> Milling about uh, down in this square room are four figures. Let me just pop this thing up. As oh, they are no. almost skeletal in appearance. They have pale blue eyes glowing amongst withered skin in these big bulky armored looking suits with shattered face masks and the whole thing is just like falling apart and has gaps in it and they're staring and unblinking and shuffling about down there and it seems like they're probably nice but you've got a split second here I think before they notice you if anybody wants to do anything I'd like to roll a knowledge check Go for it. This would be religion. Well, he does that. I'd like to draw a uh, my revolver out of the bag of holding <laughs> with the mundane rounds. 
Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead and exchange my uh, Lucerne Hammer for Chainsaw again, because we're on dry land. That's a 21 on my religion. So you you think you're looking at the irradiated dead, basically. The irradiated dead were once humanoids. Um, Usually, when you've heard of them before, they're Khaled warriors who've been tainted by the radiation that's strewn across New Area. These ones seem like they've baked a little bit longer as they are wearing Androphin gear and their flesh is essentially gone. But whatever strange chemicals or radiation course through their bodies, it augments their survival and hunting instincts and they do continuously search for living prey. They generally um, appear to be humanoids, but they of course weigh less as they've their flesh is rotted away and their bodies have been ravaged by radiation you do get one question about the irradiated dead I'm going to rephrase this but I want to know if they themselves are radioactive just given the name it it really concerns me so uh, folks abilities or attacks unless someone wants something else Uh, definitely one of those two because I'm assuming if they do do radiation it's either going to be something that emanates or something that happens when they hit us so whichever of those two you want to do I vote for abilities for no reason at all yeah no that's that's my inclination too so I'm going to go with the recommendation of the sage advice of Izzy we are going with special ability well I think special abilities gets you radioactive. Any creature that comes in contact with the irradiated dead risks infection from the radiation that consumes these creatures. Any creature hit by an irradiated dead slam attack or its radioactive spew risks infection, as does any creature who touches the irradiated dead. On a failed saving throw, the target is affected by medium radiation and radiates low radiation in a 10-foot radius for as long as it's afflicted. And I suppose the radioactive spew is not a footnote. (laughs) It sounds a lot like a special attack. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Maybe someone else rolled the religion. Not well. I rolled less than Zach. I think at a 16. Yeah, 16 is not enough. Uh, Does a 22 get anything? I'm assuming it does because I think Zach was a 21. Yeah, 22 will also get you a question. Uh, Since he did special abilities, I will do special attacks very surprised by this. The aforementioned radioactive spew. Um, As a standard action, an irradiated dead can spew a cone of irradiated viscera from its mouth. Creatures in the area take acid damage and are subject to radiation. Then the other special attack or special ability is kind of ambiguous which one this is because it's listed in both places. Any humanoid creature that is slain by an irradiated dead's radiation becomes an irradiated dead itself. Spawns so created are less powerful than typical irradiated dead, but um, they are also under the command of the irradiated dead that created them and remain so until until the destruction of the one that created them, at which point they lose their spawn penalties and become fully-fledged and free-willed, if such a thing exists, irradiated dead. You, of course, lose all the abilities you had in life. Oh, so it's like vampires. That's like literally the rules for vampires, yeah. Yeah, P-Vampire. As the grunting and groaning begins, and these heads start snapping in your direction, it's probably time to roll for initiative. 
Now, Alwyn is the furthest north, so he gets the honor of being the first one asked for his initiative roll. That is a 16 on the die. Uh, that is a 22. All right. How about Asher? Uh, yet again, a 19 total. And Brixby. That's a 17 for a 24. And Kira. Uh, real wheel and woe situation. Wheel or woe. How do you, you know, it's that one. It's the thing. Situation where I got a one last time and a 20 this time. 26. Yeah. Nice and speedy. There's a lot of words to say 26. All right. Well, the first one up is still one of the irradiated dead as it got a little bit faster of a natural 20 than Kira did. So it is going to just sort of walk up towards. We got 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, and 30. And then it's going to barf. Unfortunately, it only gets Kira in the barf. I need a reflex save. Makes the barf. And right back down to a 1 for an 11. All right, you are going to take nine acid damage from the radioactive barf, and now I need a fortitude save. It's not that much better. 25. All right, you're good there. No radiation poisoning just yet. The good news is, it's your turn. Hey, I'm gonna delay. Do I need need to say more words than that? No, that's enough words. Cool, cool. And then Brixby's up. Brixby is going to ready for a positioning condition that he will state in the secret chat. Keep me honest. I hold that everything in the secret chat is inherently dishonest. Alowin. Uh Alowin, while we're all still grouped up here and everyone can touch at least one other person, is going to cast uh, Delay Poison Communal. Makes sense. Not very nice, though. Neither is vomiting radioactive nastiness onto us. Touche. That is his turn. All right, that will bring us to another of these little beasties who is going to cram itself up into the shaft as it notices the same thing its buddy noticed. And it doesn't look like it counts as a ranged attack, so no attack of opportunity as it barfs on Kira, Brixby, and Asher. I need reflex saves. 14. All right, 10 acid damage for Brixby. 25. Five acid damage for Kira. Oh man. 15. That is 10 acid damage for Asher. Sadly, because of your delay poison communal, I don't need any fortitude saves. Please. Oh, messed up. Thank you so much, Shiro. Boop, boop. So I'll reinsert myself now that Shiro is gone. I don't know how that works. We just say it out loud. Yeah. Yes. You're inserted. Cool. I'm going to hit red, I guess. Go for red. I'm going to rage, and we're going to take a full attack. 24 to hit. 24 hits. 22 points of damage. All right. Ugh, that's even worse. That's a 2 for a 17. Ah, 17 will miss. The last one, 29. 29 hits. 33 points of damage. All right, big chunk of damage out of red, but it's still standing. Uh, and I think that's going to be it for me. All right, Asher in a little bit of a crowd. 
Asher will use a swift action to boost his speed by 20 feet and then attempt an acrobatics check to tumble through Red's square. So that's going to be against a CMD plus 5. That's uh, a 35. That is enough. Not by a whole lot, but it is enough. Whew. All right. Uh, that moving at half speed took most of his movement. Uh, are these panels things that could be stood around? Like if Asher tried to move there 10 feet to his west? Yeah. That will provoke two attacks of opportunity, though. Okay. All right. Red's going to go for the slam first. Uh, that is a only a 16 to hit. It's a miss. And green slam is much better. That is a 24 to hit. That will hit. Uh, that is eight points of bludgeoning damage. And radiation, but you guys are cheaters. Uh, and then uh, he'll take a single deadly aim shot at red since we're trying to gonna wear that guy down together. Teamwork making the dream work. Mm, love that. Uh, that is a 28 against touch AC. Yeah, that'll hit. For 10 points of mundane bludgeoning and piercing damage. All right, doesn't like that. Cool. Like enough that he dies because he'd been chainsawed. He doesn't die, sadly. Bummer. All right. All right. That's the end of the Asher's turn. All right. And that'll bring us up to blue. Now, these things have a modicum of intelligence, spoiler alert, so it's not going to barf on its buddies. What it's going to do is it's going to go 5, 10, 15, and... Um, yeah, it's going to go 20, and it's just going to try to slam Asher, but with power attack this time. Seems aggressive. Uh, that is a 21 to hit. Yep, that'll do it. That is 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Ow! And since Asher is the only one they can get to, really, because of the little traffic jam in the shaft up there, I think that... um. Orange is going to rush up on Asher and go for that power attack as well. Uh, that is a natural two. That's going to whiff. Woo. And that brings us back around to green. <laughs> and sadly, the only one it can get to is Asher. It's going to five foot step and go for the full attack. As Asher is just in a circle of zombies at this point. Uh, first one is going to be a 23 to hit. Uh, that is 10 damage. Okay. And slam number two is 31 to hit. Yep. And that is 13 damage. Finally, a good damage roll. Alright. Um, Brixby, your ready to action, whatever it was, did not go off. Yeah, it did not qualify. I was going to wait for at least three of them to be in a line. Muppy. So, um... That said, Brixby is going to, uh, taking a negative of firing into melee, is going to shoot some Scorchy Doodles at red. Hopefully bring him down so Kira can just step down and start going down to meet Asher. 
So firing the melee penalty off there on that first one. So that's only going to be a nine versus touch. Uh, nine's not going to do it. All right. And I'm going to declare the second one um, my impromptu sneak attack before I roll it. That is a 13 versus touch. Misses by one. Ooh, bummer. All right, cool. So that is Brixby's turn, and he misses and misses, and is going to take a five-foot step back. All right, Alwyn. He is going to cast haste. All right, that'll put us at red, who is in Kira's face, going for some power attacks. It doesn't care that it got chainsawed. It is a 25 to hit. 25 will hit. Blur. Uh, blur. A two on the blur. Right. Number two is going to be a 17 to hit. Jeff did a non-verbal swear, and I am rocked. <laughs> Doubt uh, it. Oh, my God. Put a coin in the finger jar. <laughs> Has to be a better name for that. <laughs> nope. It was a 17 on the second attack. Um, 17 will also not hit. It's not It's not nice. It's not nice. It, it should have swarmed Asher if that was working so well for its buddies. But now Kira is up. I'm going to attempt an acrobatics check to see if I can sneak by Red. I don't have Asher's acrobatics, so we'll see how this goes. Pull out this tray so I have room to roll. That is a negative one for uh, my acrobatics check. So I don't think that does it. It doesn't. Is his CMD a no, negative it's, one, it's Sam? Weirdly not. Dang, so close. Uh, well, after literally the worst thing I could have gotten, can I? do I still get to attack? So you lose your move yeah, you action, still have a standard action and you provoke an attack of opportunity, which is unfortunate. I'm okay with that. Good point. Only a 12. Yes. Yeah, no, that's not great. Uh, still going to pack. 34? <laughs> 34 will hit, yeah. 7, 27 points of slashing damage. Uh, the red irradiated dead crumples to the ground. And that's my turn. I would like to scream at the blue one, just let it know that its friend has died. Hey! Pick on someone your own size or something. Even though we're approximately the same height. It's like, you killed a radiated Ed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Asher, you're up. You're in a bit of a sticky wicket here. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Of all these untold years down here, they didn't think to clean the wicket. Uh, Asher will take a five-foot step back so as to only be in range of orange uh well he will then with his sweet haste take a rapid shot deadly aim four bullets come into orange uh so if it has combat reflexes this is going to be a terrible situation uh, so 21 on the uh, slam ah 21 is the newly hasted ac that's that's a bummer uh, so that's 11 damage on the first slam. Um, how many times did you say you were shooting? No, sit, no, stop it. I said four times. 
Uh, so 27 on the second slam. Sam, they're not supposed to act reflexes. <laughs> well, they weirdly do these ones. Um, that is um, 15 damage. Oh, no. And the, uh, the 23 on the third slam. Yep, that's going to hit. Um, so that is um, 14 damage for the final slam. Only three slams. Okay, well, uh, only three is fine and all, but Asher drops uh, and is unconscious and dying. Well, you still get those first two attacks off. I do? Sweet. Yeah, because, I mean, it's... They get a... Each time you shoot, they get to slam you. Sorry, I was... I was so <laughs> shocked at something actually having combat reflexes that I forgot how to play a game. So if it <laughs> dies before from these two shots, though, does he get that last bit of health back? Yeah. If he manages to kill it, which I don't think he will because they're beefy. Really, really wanted to crit. Instead, I rolled just expletive on the die. Uh, that is only a 15 and a 13 against touch. Uh, which one are you hitting? I was going to shoot blue. Okay, that's actually only one hit. 13 doesn't hit. Yeah, I had my suspicion. So no, no matter what, like I'm not going to be killing the one who's hitting me because I was trying to slowly start picking off the ones to make room for people to save me. <laughs> uh, at least it's minimum damage. Uh, so seven on blue, get wrecked. Uh, and Asher drops to the ground. His beautiful new skin just not looking as beautiful anymore looking slightly irradiated all right well blue seeing you collapse it's smart enough it's going to take a diagonal five foot step and it's going to barf on kira i need that reflex save Ooh, that's a 15 uh, so six acid damage from the old barfarudal and then um Orange is going to come rushing over, and it's going to do the same thing, weirdly. Why are these skeletons full of barf? They're just makes no shooting sense. viscera, radioactive viscera across the room. That is a... Oh my gosh, these are terrible rolls. It's a 16. Um, so that is minimum damage, two barf damage. Two barf, all right. All right, and... Green is going to complete the <laughs> the stack here. And um, this time, Brixby will need to do a save as well. 17. Eight damage for Brixby. And how about Kira? Uh, 28. All right, so only four damage for you on the third barf of the round. And that's the end of the Skeletons. They had a pretty good round there. They're feeling confident, even though they lost Irradiated Ed. Or was it Irradiated Ned? It was irradiated Ed. Irradiated Ned, Jed, and Red, like Red Skeleton. How could it not be Ted? Um, oh, yeah, there's Ted, of course. Well, he was <laughs> off having an, an adventure with irradiated Bill. Um, <laughs> so Fair. takes, uh, goes 10 feet south to not hearing the sounds of Asher around the corner. Brixby's like, no. Runs down, swarms with Kira, 
He's gonna roll cast defensively. Freaking makes it with a 31, 10 higher than he needs. I need reflex saves from all of <laughs> your skeletons. Oh my God. The reflexive dead here. Um, how does, we'll start at the top for green, not too bad, an 18. An 18, uh, shoot, it makes it because I'm level drained. Well, well, you can feel better about orange getting a nine. Yes. And a nat one for blue. Fantastic. So we are looking at 30 points of damage for blue and orange. Green takes 50. All right. Nice. And they die. Yeah. And that's my turn. <laughs> All right. That was a crunchy one. Alwyn. There's a stack of skeletons in front of you. I don't think they have bones, if that's what you're thinking. <laughs> oh, there is a stack of skeletons in front of me. Oh, but uh, Brixie and Cure are also in front of me. Also, do you just say skeletons don't have bones? That took me a second. <laughs> I was being very serious, too. They don't have bones. They're special skeletons. Uh, in this little spot right here... Uh, getting the squares that orange and blue are standing on as well as the squares to the right of them a, an interdimensional hole is going to open up and the two of them are going to need to make another reflex save orange gets an 18 and blue gets a 23 uh orange falls in the pit blue does not all right so blue jumps free so he only takes uh, seven points of damage, but he is prone in the pit. All right. Prone in the pit. Orange is prone in the pit. It's very sad. Uh, and then I think Alwyn will step up 10 feet to be right behind Brixby. All right, Kira. All right. Full attack for real this time. All on green. Let me roll 3d20s like, uh, like Jeff does. All right, that is a 29 on the first one. That'll hit. A 25 on the second one, right? Yeah. That will also hit. And then on the last one, oh, a 15. Uh, 15 doesn't hit. A roll over here, roll. Dang. Six. D6 plus 40. There we go. Uh, 61 points of damage on green. That's big. Green doesn't go down. Come on, green. Be a buddy. Uh, that's my turn. All right. A lot of help. Um, Asher, let's get that uh, roll to stabilize. All right. We're going to roll on Asher's die, the portal dice from formerly Cozy Gamer Dice, now Fennec and Finch. No, no, that's a six on the die. Uh, so Asher loses another HP. All right. That brings us to Blue's turn. Blue can't get to anybody but Asher. So it doesn't have a choice here. It's going to shuffle on over. 
and it's going to go for a slam. It can't do a CDG because it had to move. It's plenty to hit, and it is a 26. That is 11 damage on the slam. Uh, Asher had 6 HP remaining below his con, so he is permanently dead. Well, with Asher dead there, um, Orange can't do anything down in the pit. It stands up, and that's about it. And then Green is going to try to full attack on Kira. Uh, that is a 25 on the, the first one. Uh, Yeah, that's a hit. Uh, only 14 on the blur. And uh, 16 on the second one. Not a hit. All right, so it whiffs twice. Brixby, you're up. Brixby is going to draw his rapier and attack. It's a 12 hit. <laughs> All right. Uh, nope. That's uh, Brixby's turn. Alowin is up. Alowin is uh, going to... I don't think he can... No, he can't see where Asher is, so he knows there's one over there beating up on him, but doesn't know what's happened, so assumes we need to hurry up and finish these guys off to go save him. So he is going to Bone Shaker Green, so give me a uh, fort. Uh, natural 20 for a 26. That's half damage, and he hasn't moved. Nine points of bludgeoning. It had nine HP left, so it crumbles. That is his turn, because he's got the uh, rest of the party in front of him, so he can't move forward. All right. Um, Kira, you're up. The dead in front of you died. Uh, another one's in a pit a little ways away. Uh, can I get around the edge of the pit? Um, yeah, you can do the diagonal. Yeah, let's do the diagonal. Yeah, she'll keep moving up next to Asher, just, like, gonna go help out. Um, because he was over there by himself with a bunch of people, and now she is able to get over there. Uh, so she'll move and take a regular attack. Uh, let's say 34. That'll hit. And 15, 35 points of damage. All right, blue is in bad shape, but it is still up. I guess I gotta take Asher off the turn counter. There will be no rolls to stabilize. Nope, just a pulverized, hairless, hatless, beardless, fetchling corpse. You forgot that you also had leprosy. <laughs> you son of a gun. <laughs> I'm just saying it was a very very bad run for um, Mr. Halick it didn't go well didn't for... even get to use my diagnosed disease on his leprosy um, Blue is gonna slam Kira with a full okay. attack uh, 25 on the first uh, yeah, that hits. Um, 
Once again, only a 13 on the blur. <laughs> and 15 on the second attack. That's like three turns in a row of missing on the blur and then missing outright. And orange can't do anything at all. It's just scrabbling at the wall of the pit. I guess it's going to try to climb. Oh my god, it has a climb score. It is a 21 to climb. I think it gets up like a quarter of its move speed, right? It's five feet off the ground. All right, Brixby, you're up. Uh, Brixby is going to follow Kira around the corner, uh, swarming into her square, and is going to take another attack. That's an 18 off the die for a 28. Um, yeah, that'll hit. Is that a critical threat with the rapier? That is a crit as well. Let's see. That's the same roll. So I it's a crit as well. I mean, crits aren't that crazy because my damage comes from... Every little but, bit You know, helps. Or every little crit. Yeah. Every little crit helps. So that's a... It's, Somehow one point of damage from the actual rapier with my strength negative, but uh, that is 14 points of sneak attack damage. Another skeleton goes crumbling to bits. And that's going to be the end of my turn. All right. Um, that takes us to Alwyn. You know what? He's His thing is going to be to go check on Asher. So he is going to move around the pit yeah, so he's going to get over to Asher, and he is going to burn a Cure Critical, even though it's not even going to do anything. And the charge remains in your hand, as um, there is nobody there to, to cure. It's his turn. All right, um, Kira's up. All right, uh, here's going to... Um, Orange is out of the... Out of the pit now, right? Just on the edge of it? Uh, Orange is still in the pit, like, trying to climb out. Oh. Uh, all right, then I will ready an action when it appears within five feet of me to full attack. Can I full attack a ready action, a full attack? Just, just one, one attack. One attack, attack? Okay, yeah. great, I'll do that. All right, it's going to make two climb checks. Makes it, and makes it so it is up to 15 feet i don't know <laughs> um i guess brixby's up i don't know if you want to <laughs> fast forward to the point where it gets out of the pit in a round uh so brixby is gonna spend his round uh dropping his rapier and pulling out his expired space drugs all right alloin uh, alloin seeing his spell not work on Asher. You see these like weird eyes, big eyes. Yeah, they widen. Elwyn is going to walk to where he is 10 feet away from the pit so he can't fall in, but he can see into it and he just glares down at this thing. And for his verbal component, instead of like normally he says some weird word in like, uh, some plainer language instead he just says break and he is going to cast again bone shaker on this thing oh, that is a nine on the fortitude save that is a fail 
Not a lot of damage, only 14, but he is going to also pull it five feet closer to him, pulling it off the wall so it falls those 15 feet back down on top of that. So are you, like, just ripping it backwards off the wall or pulling it, like, up five feet, basically, and dropping it? Oh, actually, up five feet would let me roll two die. So you know what? I'm doing that. I'm pulling it up five feet. So then that is another nine points of fall damage. So he just, like, crushes its bones and then lifts it and slams it down to the bottom. How many points of fall damage was it? Nine. All right. It crunches down there. It's still unalive. Uh, That is his turn. All right. Um... Anything Kira wants to do, or is she still in in the waiting game? Uh, same thing. Just if it appears outside of the pit, she'll right. hit it. It's gonna make two more or one more climb check because it has to stand up and then climb up five feet. <laughs> and um, Brixby. Uh, Brixby's gonna try to use the gun on Asher, and that's his turn. And, um, Alowin. Alowin is kind of ready to hit it with a bone shaker if it gets up again. I think, effectively, at this point, um, we can fast forward to it climbing up another chunk of feet and then Alowin blasting it with a bone shaker as it tries to emerge once more. Yeah, it's a nat one on the fort. That is 22 points of damage. And he is once again going to yank it up five feet and drop it down for another six on top of that if it's still standing. Yeah, the fall kills it. So it just crumbles into powder on the ground. And the irradiated dead are dead. We're out of combat. So after that thing dies, Alowin, who again still looks angry for pretty much probably the first time anyone in the party has seen him look angry is going to storm back over to Asher and I'm assuming he still has his Caldera symbol on him even though he's not been getting the power Yeah, he is going to tear that off of him and using his one a day call the void ability just holds it up into the air and you just see like the darkness of space comes and shatters right over his own thing and I'm going to take the damage from this spell hitting me and destroy the symbol. He takes 16 points of damage and just shatters the uh, Caldera uh, symbol and then he just sits down in front of the body. Think at that, Kira will walk over and like kind of roughly grab Alowin's arm. Just what are you doing? He needs that. He is no longer here. My healing didn't work on him. He had healing of his own. This thing he called a god took it away. And he's gone now. He's just He's hurt. He's hurt like you were and then like Brixby was. We we And then she's remembering sort of exactly what he said right before all of this happened. We can't. And 
He asked us not to. I, I don't think this is right either. I have to be real with you. He picks up the pieces of the broken iconography and he puts them in a pouch. She might have, you know, I don't know, but it, she may have given up on him, but I don't think that he gave up on her. And sometimes that belief is enough. I have to believe it is. Enough for what? He's gone. He's gone and he's... He's not coming back. It's not over when you die. Big stuff. It's not. And it does matter. It matters where you spend the rest of... It's hard to even call it time at that point. Or life. Unlife. Afterlife. Does it mean... I think it matters. I think that's where he'd want to be. That's... It has to matter. He's... He's the most moral man I've ever known. And... Perhaps maybe the best one. That's why we have to respect his wishes. As much as it is tearing me up inside, it almost feels like there isn't any, anything left to hurt. We have to get him out of here. Yeah. You're just openly weeping, recalling. Pretty much the last thing she said to Asher was, whatever, I'm sure I'm glad you're okay after the whole incident and had been kind of pissed at him since then and is now regretting is not a strong enough word, but we'll scoop up the charred remains of Asher's body in just the, as gently as she can, um, just again, sobbing. This is the fifth friend she's seen die in like a month. It's real old, getting real old. Brixby is gonna dimension Doris out of here. I know, like, yeah, we fought all the way down here and it was difficult and we probably should have found what's in the room, but, like, let's be honest. Yeah, no, we, that would not be on any of our minds. No. They don't care about what's in the room. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just, it's kind of like a meta to the, to the listener or the anybody else who might wonder. Um, but, yeah. So, we head out. Um, north, due north, up, <laughs> out, 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 up. This is good. Good radio. We dimension doors straight up to the extent of the cast, which is like, I think like 800, 900 feet at this point. Um, well, then you appear in the air and okay, fall. Okay, and fall. okay, okay, okay. I'm sure you'd you'd have a pretty good idea of how far it would take to to get up out of the ship. Yeah, Dimension Door goes to, like, exactly where you want it to. It's not like Teleport. I'm going to boof us there. Um, what time of day is it? It's probably, like, mid to late afternoon at this point. Rigsby turns back to the group. We need to take him somewhere to rest. Somewhere like where? No place like this. You, you know where he was from? Originally. No. He never told me. We can take him back to Torch where he met. 
I don't think Yadenve is where he would like to rest. Nor scrap wall. I think we have to head back to Torch. Okay. Long Dreamer isn't far away. She stayed waiting for you a little ways away from the river where the ground is more solid. Bixby puts his hand up to moth communicate. Yeah, she'll put a feeler on the on on your hand. It's can't believe another of you has, has fallen this way. It's I hope it's not too much for us. I used to never even worry think that but just lost so many. Uh, can you please take us to Torch? my friend. And she nods and lowers herself like making a, a wing ramp so it's easy enough to climb up on her. You've done this plenty of times before. Sometimes carrying a dead friend as a long dreamers had a rather somber service for all of you more than once. She will very quietly lift off into the air and and fly all of you to Torch as requested, which is not particularly close, but it probably just takes a couple hours. And she'll circle the hill and, and land up on the Black Hill itself, sort of out of town or out of the, the crush of the crowds, and by now it, it's getting dark, uh, so the main light in the sky is the purple torch that keeps it a little bit lighter and torch a little bit longer. She'll let you off on the on a mountain path. I uh, I think we should have a service. I think we should gather people. Many people here loved him. Touched by him. I also need a very stiff drink. So I'm thinking about going to the foundry. Although I do think we have to tell Dolga um, and basically anybody else to arrange a proper... Oh, yeah. I'll, um... I'll go with you to see Dolga and then I'm... I think I should go home for a little bit. Which, out of character, is literally just the rest of the episode. Not anything else. What would you like to do, Alwyn? I think he's just going to kind of look up and he's going to say, I'm going to go sit outside the Phrasma Church and wait for the stars to come out. So, I guess Bixby and Kira will swing by the mayor's office um, before splitting off. And, um, yeah, it's not too late in the day, so I think Dolga's still in the, the town hall, um, working away upstairs. She'll kind of smile as as she sees you come in and then, you know, like, read the room pretty quickly and cease smiling and just, well, what's happened? I think Kira just starts crying, like, 
Can't speak. Asher is dead, Doka. By Bryce Hammer. Oh. And she'll, like, totally reach out to, like, give Kira a hug um, around the waist, because there's, there's a pretty hefty height disparity there, but... Um, and she's gone pale in the face, and she's just, I'm, I'm so sorry. He's, words can't express. It, he, he was a, he was a wonderful man in the brief time that I knew him. And, um, I won't ask you how it happened, it, it, but um, any, anything you need, just, just let me know. Thank you. Um, we just need a few things. Has anyone moved into Gaumann's old house? Um, not that I know of. I, I think it stands vacant right now. Um, I'm gonna ask you for probably, maybe, more than we deserve, but we'd like to hold a service at Gaumann's house. Asher thought about coming back there one day. And we'd like to lay him to rest. Doga, this is a, a big ask, but I'm going to be frank with you. I think he deserved it. Asher always dreams when this, whatever this is, is over. He's going to come back and he was going to live in Garmin's house. And get the peace that he deserved. I want to give him that, even if it's... Not over yet. I want that house. And I want someone to help us put in a garden. And I want to bury him there. And I want to maintain that garden. And we will pay you whatever. We'll do whatever heroic task is required of us. But this man lived and died for Numeria. Starting here in this city. At least we think, as much as we know. So, well, that's our request. I'm not sure the the uh, never never mind the legal status of it. I'll, I'll I'll figure that out. You've all done more than enough that it, we can make it work. We can figure something out. Well, uh, don't don't worry about the specifics. But um, Ash, Asher did more than enough to deserve whatever this town can give him. Uh, you all have. I'll see that it happens. Thank you. We just thank you so much. We, um, we have some things to do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go to the house tonight, um, with him. I'll stay with him there. Um, we'll meet in the morning. And, and we can spread word of a service when we're ready. I can ask Father Radley to stop by to cast gentle repose on him just to slow things down a bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, please. Feel free to send him along. Just, um, Rigsby's like, what is it called? Like a Shamira? Whatever, it's in the Jewish faith where you just, like, don't leave the body until it's buried, essentially. Yeah, for the first... Yeah. yeah. Bury it within 24 hours and don't leave it unattended until then. 
Um, so I think that's pretty much all the thanks that I can give right now without crying. I, I think um, as the very capable four, as they've been known on and off for some time, all separate in the, the place where it all began. I'm going to bed. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. Recording. Recording. Shark. Shark, shark, shark. Underwater. Ha, ha, ha. Wow. I'm actually uh, unashamedly afraid of sharks, and I will not take that back. I will die on that hill. If you're on a hill, you're pretty safe from sharks. Are there hill sharks? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The hill sharks are particularly fearsome. They're jawsome. Okay, fine. That was good. One, two, three. Shark. <laughs> Now we have to include the clap in the the bloops. <laughs> like the baby shark clap. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. No, but no other context. So it's just the blooper of one, two, three sharks. <laughs> and that's the last thing we hear. That's and when then we next truly jump the shark. Yep. That's what we do to psych up every time. Rawhide, let's go. I'm definitely not scrambling to roll so many initiatives. You could just remove. One or three. I could I could do that.